sung as part of our liturgy often uh, during the season of Lent. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. Familiar words. Yes, familiar words. But words hard to believe. Words hard to believe. Why? Why are they hard to believe, these words? Well, because of our experience, our life. And what is that? Well, our life is memories, a slew of memories, memories of times when we have done something wrong and have had to admit we've done something wrong. We've been forced to confess that we've done something wrong. And how's that gone? How's that gone for us? How did it go? When we put the dent in our father's brand new car. What happened when we had to tell our mom that we broke a dish, a cherished dish on her shelf in the dining room that had belonged to her great-grandmother? Maybe it was an appearance in court. Plead guilty to a DWI. Or being on the carpet before a boss from corporate admitting that it was our mistake that cost the company $300,000. Should we mention even marriages, friendships, fellow classmates, What has happened in each and every one of our past when we have admitted to someone something that we should not have done, something that affected them negatively in some way, usually something we wish we had not experienced, often something we wish we could forget, sometimes something so earth-shattering that it changed our lives forever. That being so, that being our life experience, that being our pile of memories of bad memories, excruciatingly painful memories in our heads, when we hear the words... Return to the Lord your God, or in the words of our second reading tonight, be reconciled to God. Our first reaction, our overwhelmingly powerful reaction, could well be, well, what's going to happen to me if I do? What's going to happen to me if I do? Won't God just use the occasion, the opportunity, the moment to grind me into dust? I suppose if we took a survey, a survey in which the respondents answered our question honestly and the question asked was, why don't you go to church? The number one answer would be, because I'm scared. Because I'm scared. I don't want to be confronted, don't want to be exposed, don't want to be driven to my knees in guilt and shame for all the stupid things I've done in my life. I mean, we we can react similarly to the dentist, can't we? Right? Why don't people go to the dentist as often as they should? Don't want to be confronted with the fact that they haven't brushed and flossed as often as they should, and the fact that if they would have indeed done so, they would not have to suffer as they're undergoing the filling of a cavity or the wonderful experience of a root canal. So, the solution... Not to go. Solutions not to go to the dentist. But listen. Let's listen. 
to our text, our text that explains why it is we should return to the Lord our God. That is why we should rend our hearts, admitting our weaknesses, our failings, our sin. Yes, our text tells us why we should return to the Lord our God, and that is because the Lord our God is gracious, because he loves us, even though we don't deserve it. And the Lord our God is merciful, that is, he he does not treat us as we deserve to be treated. Not only that, not only is the Lord our God gracious and merciful, he's also slow to anger, and he's abounding. He's abounding in steadfast love. That can't be right, you might be thinking. And the reason we think such a thing is because we ourselves, if we ourselves were gracious and merciful, if we were gracious and merciful and slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, yes, if we ourselves were that way, the world would walk all over us. And what is more, if the world were that way, if our boss, for example, was that way, or our drill sergeant in basic training had been that way, would that have even worked? Would it have worked? No way. So that is now, we needed the motivation, the motivation of avoiding punishment in order for us to do what we needed to do. I mean, the very thought, the very thought of having to own up to wrongdoing, it's enough, isn't it? It's enough to not do wrong. That's still true. That's still true. Except, of course, when it comes to our loving Heavenly Father. We confess to our Father in Heaven He not only will forgive our sins, but he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why? Because he's gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. But why? Why is he that way? Why is it that he can be that way with us? Why can God be that way with us? You know the reason, the reason our parents were angry with us when we put that dent, and I'm speaking completely hypothetically here. When we put that dent in the car in high school, it was not only because the new car no longer would look new, but that the repair of the car would be very expensive. And not only that, after having the car repaired, the family's auto insurance rates would go up. So, long story short, a driving force behind that anger at our misstep was the cost. Same could be said for our messing up at work. Do you know how much that costs? Are the not unfamiliar words in such a situation. In basic training, the cost of a mistake is not so much a money thing as a people thing. That is, the mistake of a single soldier can cost the lives of so many other soldiers. What's the cost? The cost of our mistake that drives the anger, the retribution, the punishment. So why then? Why does God not think the same way about our sin? Why doesn't he get mad at the cost? Well, the simple reason is that the cost, the cost of our sin has already been paid. Paid by his son, Jesus. His suffering and death was the cost of our sin. And that suffering and death has already occurred. Already occurred 2,000 years ago. Our debt for all the sins that we have committed against God has already been paid. 
That being so, God need not be angry with us because of that aspect of sin. He can be gracious and he can be merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Driving a delivery truck in Germany, a, a Fiat of all things, with no rear window but only mirrors, a three-speed manual transmission, and narrow, narrow, narrow streets to negotiate. I had to be very careful every day as I delivered kitchens that were to be installed. But accidents do happen. And one day after making such a delivery, I missed seeing a parked car behind me and tapped it with the truck. I was horrified. The owner came running out of his house, and he was not happy with me. And driving back to work, I wondered what would happen. Would I be fired? What would the owner of the company say to me? What would the old German say to this snot-nosed American kid? Ach, deswegen haben wir Versicherung, is what he said. In English, eh, that's why we have insurance. And that's all he ever said. That's all he ever said about the incident. My driving sin had already been paid for by his insurance payment. Our sin has already been paid for by the payment made by the very Son of God, Jesus Christ, on the cross. And that is why we can return to the Lord and expect our Lord to be gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. This simple fact needs to be pounded into our thick skulls. Our Father in Heaven is not our mom and dad. Our Father in Heaven is not our coach or our drill sergeant. Our Father in Heaven is not our boss. So our experiences with such people when we have messed up, they're not normative. They're not normative when it comes to God. Well, it's really a matter of, it's a matter of faith, isn't it? A matter of trust. A matter of trusting that what our Father in Heaven has said about Himself is true. Faith is, we read in Hebrews, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we return to the Lord our God in faith, trusting him at his word that he is gracious and merciful. I mean, here we could bring up the prodigal son, right? We're all the prodigal son when it comes to repentance, for we all like sheep have gone astray. But what is the logic that the prodigal son uses for his return to his father's house? Do you remember... I'll be a servant in my father's house, is what he thought. But at least I'll be in my father's house. Even my father's servants live a better life, have a better life, experience a better life than the life that I have feeding these pigs. Well, in our return to the Lord our God, he does not make us his servants. Although even that would be better than our situation apart from God, alienated from God, separated from God. No, our Father in heaven in our return through the forgiveness of sins, through the cleansing of unrighteousness, makes us once again his sons and daughters. Sons and daughters. Why? Because the Lord our God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, 
abounding in steadfast love. So let us, let us always, always, always return to the Lord our God. Amen. Now may the peace which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and a life everlasting. Amen. We rise and sing the canticle.